0: back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm
1: your host, Adam, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hello. Hello. Feliz Navidad, mele maka, and happy Christmas, war is over.
2: It's the 2019 <laughs> Merry Madness Tournament. Last Christmas, we gave you our farts. Oh my. <laughs> but we also made an intense single elimination tournament of our favorite 16 holiday specials. From 1980 to 2005, of course. This year, to save you from tears, we've decided to take 16 of our favorite festive holiday movies of the same time frame and pit them against each other in Merry Madness 2019! Merry Madness (laughs)
0: all right well listeners had the opportunity to cast their votes on our facebook page for the movies that they liked best based on those poll results we picked the best of the best and i gotta say there will be some fun stuff to discuss you might say these matches will be out of sight
1: nice i appreciate the uh have yourself a merry little christmas reference in there
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Thank you to everyone that participated via the interwebs and in our Facebook page. Due to the amount of content we'll have to cover, we decided to split this special across two action-packed episodes. We are now going to dive into this first frightful and delightful event.
1: So the first half is being covered right now on December 19th. The second half will be posted in a few days on December 22nd. Adam will provide us some guidance on how we're going to cover this cheerful carnage. Adam?
2: Carnage! <laughs> yes?
1: You said my
0: name is a question. <laughs> what, what can I do for you, sir? <laughs> Alright, so, uh, for today's podcast, we are going to go through each matchup in this first round of 16. These are holiday movies released during our time period of 1980 to 2005. They cover various genres, including comedy, drama, action... Encompassing visual mediums such as live action, CGI, claymation, and even puppets. Ooh, yeah. What about sock puppets? I'm a master of puppets. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> While merrily, merrily, <laughs> providing crucial background information, we will whittle the snowy sixteen down to the elated elite eight. Also, I can't wait to hear Brian say that.
1: I know. Uh, (laughs) I got a little tongue-tied when we did the dress rehearsal, so (laughs) let's see what happens. Like like Schwartz with his tongue to a flagpole. And when we return on December 22nd, we will work through the elated Elite Eight, the Frostbite Four, and determine the overall Merry Madness Champion. Chap, Champ chap,
0: yeah.
2: Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. It's John Cena.
0: Oh, sorry. Wrong. Thunder Nationals. Wrong.
2: Be <laughs> there.
3: Hulkamania. <laughs>
2: Well, as Adam mentioned, we have 16 holiday movies that will run-run Rudolph against each other, and only (laughs) eight will victoriously make it to town. Much like the NCAA basketball tournament of coincidentally similar name... Hmm,
0: wonder how that happened.
2: uh, Our (laughs) contenders are split into four equal regions. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, so to start, we have the baby, it's a coleslaw side region, we have <laughs> diehard yippee ki against I'll Be Home for Christmas, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation battling Miracle
2: on 34th Street. It's gonna be a slobberknacker. <laughs> Good old-fashioned barn burner, my god. <laughs> so is the coleslaw region, like, Kentucky? Uh,
1: <laughs> it could be. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. sounds about right. I mean, if you put it on your pulled pork sandwich, that's typically the Carolinas, but, you know. Mm. (laughs) Now you guys are making me hungry. Baby, it's coleslaw side. (laughs) 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 All right. So in the I'm Dreaming of a Whack Christmas region, uh, (laughs) the Wiggity Whack variety, uh, we will have Bad Santa Humbugging Down with Scrooged and the Muppet Christmas Carol at odds with How the Grinch Stole Christmas.
0: In the no place like home for the Holland Days region, we have Nightmare Before Christmas, Hand to Hand with Ernest Saves Christmas, and Home Alone attempting to nail the feet of Santa Claus. Oh my goodness. Wow, uh,
1: that escalated quickly.
0: Is that
2: Santa Claus with an E or an S? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, it's the Santa Claus uh, with Tim yes. Allen. Although that we could not be going through Adam's browser history right now. <laughs> True. We're talking about <laughs> nailing feet.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and lastly, in the chess club roasting on an open fire region, hey, I resemble that remark,
3: <laughs> we will see
2: contests between trading places And Elf, as well as Jingle All the Way, and a Christmas Story. So, before we get started, we wanted to once
0: again thank you, the fans, who took the time to submit their votes. Also, who did you guys have as your overall winners of your bracket?
1: I had to go with Ralphie. I think the major award will be going to a Christmas story this year.
2: I got a magic sack in the back of my cab, (laughs) like my man
3: Ernest. Going oh to go down with
2: Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> so this year is the
0: 30th anniversary of Christmas Vacation in 1989. I think that's going to be a tough movie to beat. That's where I'm putting my money this year. Did you say
2: 1989?
0: 1989,
2: sir. That That, that was hurts. 30 years ago.
0: <clears throat> Let that sink in.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Well,
2: Ugh.
0: putting your money on that,
1: huh? Yep, know. Yep. Can't imagine it's going to be much on an intern's salary, but... Oh,
0: are you kidding <laughs> it's almost christmas time two years into our show and i still haven't gotten a raise or any sort of like hiring or anything
2: well to this... be fair we had to start paying dan yeah <laughs> <laughs> come on
1: <laughs> you get a 10 percent raise how's been that on sound like
2: two episodes <laughs> i've been on most of them but not those two <laughs> Wait, no never mind <laughs>
0: Well, Brian, I hope you get stuck under a mistletoe with a flesh-eating
2: parasite. Damn. (laughs) Wow. Creative. Well, on that note, whether it's an angsty burn or a very unfortunate way Adam has chosen to describe himself, Adam, let's get the reindeer game started. Let's do it.
0: So, in the baby, it's a coleslaw side region, we have our first matchup, which is Die Hard versus I'll Be Home for Christmas. Die Hard was a 1988 movie. It got an 8.2 out of 10 stars on IMDb, and the uh, synopsis of it is an NYPD officer played by Bruce Willis tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorist, which is S- Professor Snape, yep. uh, during a Christmas <laughs> party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. But this stars Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, and Bonnie Bedelia. Awesome. And awesome. then Yeah, and then in... The second slot here, we have I'll Be Home for Christmas. This was a 1998 movie, so 10 years after Die Hard. It got a 5.4 rating out of 10. Mm. It's uh, The synopsis, a college student faces an impossible journey when he is left stranded in the desert thousands of miles from home with no money and only a few days left until Christmas. This stars Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jessica Biel, a.k.a. Mrs... Doubtfire? Oh crap! What's his name?
1: It's <laughs> <I> a <said> Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes.
0: Crap! I forgot his name. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Mrs. Timberlake. There we go. Oh, there you go. And Adam LaVorna? I'm um, maybe. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll go so, with it. uh, between Die Hard and I'll Be Home for Christmas, what are your guys' thoughts?
2: Well, Die Hard is a Christmas classic, although controversial one. I think it is now recognized as the uh, you know epitome of the movie you watch on Christmas Eve after the kids go to bed while you're trying to put toys together.
1: <laughs> yep, basically.
2: <laughs> pretty
0: fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, Die Hard is obviously a classic, and... Uh, Like you said, kind of controversially considered a Christmas movie by some uh, others, not so much. Have you all Uh, seen
1: what the newest um, is it or is it not a Christmas movie thing that's going on Facebook right now? Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Really? That's a big one this year. Um, I think, what was it, probably five years ago is when they started doing the whole Die Hard debate. And I think for most people... Like 70 to 80% of people agree that it is a Christmas movie. And the other 20 to 30% that don't aren't going to change their minds. Where Die Hard is still like in that very murky, like probably 20% of people say it is, 20% of people say it isn't. And then the other like 60% haven't given it one damn thought ever. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh yeah no, i, mean, I
1: can't imagine that's a christmas movie that adam would enjoy i remember him sharing years ago that he used to uh get nightmares from uh <laughs> from mel gibson's mullet <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> damn mel gibson and danny glover trying to kill me <laughs> i was only like five at the time too i don't know what i did to them <laughs> did they have a nail gun uh no no they
2: had pistols good, good old-fashioned police issue pistols I'm terrified of Nail Guns to this day because of that movie. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) Not Happy Gilmore? No. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, Well, as far as I'll Be Home for Christmas, I I have to say I never saw that movie. And uh, just reading the synopsis, it sounds horrible. So... No wonder it only got a 5.4 rating
1: on IMDb. Yeah, and poor JTT as well. I mean, he had such a huge promising career when he was, you know, on Home Improvement and he was the voice of young Simba on The Lion King, and mm-hmm. then he like stopped growing.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. He's like 5.4 or no- something like that. He's like Dio height. <laughs> <laughs>
0: To be fair, not many of them really did much after that show. I mean, obviously, uh, Tim Taylor uh, has a new show and stuff, but... uh, I like like that you said Tim
1: Taylor, too.
0: Oh, Tim Allen. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then, uh, like, the brother, the youngest brother on that show, whose name is Escaping Me, Randy... Uh, Mark Um, Mark,
1: that's right I can't think of
0: his name
2: Randy was the oldest one No, Randy was
1: Randy was
0: Jonathan
2: Taylor
1: Thomas And then the the oldest was Brad And he was played by Zachary Ty Bryan But I can't remember who played Mark Um, It's like Taron or something like that It's It's a different name
2: Yeah but well, yeah, this was he... the movie that was the downfall of that show, because Jonathan Taylor Thomas left Home Improvement to, quote-unquote, go to college. That was why they wrote him off the show. Oh, that's right. And uh, then he signed a multi-picture deal with Disney, and this was the first of those movies. Mm. Ooh, how'd that go? At the time, the movie actually <laughs> did favorable at the box office, and it was pretty... It's not a terrible movie. It is a average, run of the mill. It would, to me, I compare it to a made for TV Christmas movie. That's really what it was. It was a cash grab at Christmas time, <laughs> and fair. at the height of JTT fame, where you know all of our you know female friends had his poster hung in their bedroom next to NSYNC. Yep. Yep. It, it was big for the audience it was meant for. And is it memorable? No. But I don't think it's terrible. Fair.
0: Well, I guess uh is if any other thoughts on, on this matchup?
1: Ykaye mother, you know what
0: <laughs> well, as Brian kind of alluded to there, the uh clear winner of this one was Diehard. I think this one might have been like a hundred percent diehard yeah, <laughs> pretty yep, yep. sure if I remember correctly, so uh yeah, diehard moving on to the elated elite eight. Awesome. There you go, Brian.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a a tricky one. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next matchup is Christmas vacation. My dog in the fight, uh, versus miracle on 34th street. So as I mentioned before, Christmas vacation was released in the uh, winter of 1989. It received a 7.6 out of 10 on the IMDB rating. The, Synopsis is Clark W. Griswold and his family plans for a big family Christmas, predictably turning into a disaster as his uh, parents and uh, the wife's parents are all there, as well as aunts, uncles, cousins, and stuff like that. Uh, stars Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Juliette Lewis, and I can't believe you guys left him off, but uh Sheldon, or not Sheldon, uh uh... What's his uh Johnny Galecki from uh,
2: Big Bang Theory. And uh, Roseanne. You can't forget. It yeah, Roseanne. that's true, yeah. Yep. Yep. And Roseanne and the Connors. Yep. But he wasn't famous at this time, he was like twelve. That's There's, true. It, if there's one thing I've learned about kids' movies, um, so the next one, Miracle on 34th Street, Mara Wilson, who is the little girl who's the star of the movie, yeah. is buried in the cast list on IMDb. If you're a kid's in a kid's movie, apparently you're like not even union.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: You're, you're like under uh, man on sidewalk. <laughs> yes, hey. you you very much are.
1: So uh, I I feel like there's some type of rule, and I'm trying to remember what the rule is if you are a union kid. Because I think it's something like you're only allowed to work the number of hours per day that you are either years old or it's half of that. I'm trying to remember what it is. I think it's
0: half because I think... Uh,
1: yeah, that sounds right. Maybe. So yeah, like, so, if you're like, if you're like 16, you can, you can work eight hours a day. But if you're like five, you can work like two and a half, I think is what the law is, which is why like on full house, for example, it made sense to have, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley play one character because each of them at six months old could only be on there for 15 minutes of a piece per day <laughs> they, so they could
0: only be on there for three months at a time yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most of that was stock footage
0: that's true <laughs> right uh all right so christmas vacation uh, uh absolute comedy classic uh from 1989 Taking on Miracle on 34th Street, which was released five years after Christmas Vacation in 1994, it received a 6.5 rating out of 10 on IMDb. The synopsis is, a lawyer and a little girl must prove that a man claiming to be Santa Claus is the real thing, starring Richard Attenborough, Elizabeth Perkins, Dylan McDermott, and Mara Wilson.
1: So I would like to start with Miracle on 34th Street because I have a feeling it's not going to get very far in this tournament. Um, <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> but I really enjoyed that movie as a kid. Um, and I thought Mara Wilson was just like the cutest little kid and an amazing little actress. Um, between that and Matilda, she really had like a really great kind of cute and well-behaved but also mischievous. Was she in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire as well?
0: I believe so, I but I'm she not was? positive.
2: Yes,
1: I
0: mean, I'm she- trying to pull up her page right now, because there was another movie that I thought she was in as well that was really good, if if that's the one I'm thinking. Yes, she was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Gotcha. She was uh, Natalie, the, the youngest daughter.
1: Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, and so... I mean, the movie is a remake of a much older movie from, like, the 30s or 40s, and the premise of the movie is that the Santa Claus, like, the mall Santa, essentially, at Macy's Department Store on 34th Street in New York, um, is apparently the real Santa. And everyone thinks he's just batshit nuts because you can't possibly be the real Santa, and... Well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but, uh, they end up finding out that he's the real guy. So.
3: (laughs) And I just always really
1: liked the movie. I thought it was really, really great. Um, that being said, Christmas Vacation, I think, is kind of one of those movies that's just, it's really, like, lasted the test of time, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a great, it's a, one of those good, you know, traditional, Christmas, you know, feel good movies about the spirit of Christmas and believing in Santa Claus and all that.
1: Oh, you mean Miracle on 34th Street? I thought you were talking about the Christmas vacation. I was like, oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> really traditional. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Look, Russ, you can hardly see the line. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, I mean, Miracle on 34th Street is a great movie uh, and a great story. Uh, Christmas vacation, though, to me is like, this is my, like, uh, Paul, I think you mentioned that Die Hard is like one of those movies that a lot of people watch on Christmas Eve and stuff. This is my like Christmas Eve movie. I have to watch it. It doesn't feel like Christmas Eve if I don't watch it. Uh usually either in the evening I'll sit down and watch it with you know with my folks or something like that or uh like after we go to bed or something like that, I'll put it on my TV when I'm laying in bed and watch it. I I have to watch it. On Christmas Eve, at some point, or it will not feel like Christmas to me.
2: Well, twelve-year-old me has to point out that this is eighties PG thirteen, so much like eighties PG, uh, they do have a brief scene of nudity. Yes, they do. I believe it's around the twenty-eight minute mark.
3: <laughs> oh, are you talking th- <laughs> the VHS? Th- talk- is worn uh, out. The pool scene.
0: <laughs> What's that? Are you talking the dream, the pool dream scene? Yes. Yeah, where it's the send up of, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, I thought you were maybe alluding to like something I'd never seen before, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> director's cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the director's cut. <coughs> speaking, actually speaking of, uh, directors, real quick, uh, kind of an interesting little tidbit I picked up recently. Uh, so on Netflix, there was a new series release called The Movies That Made Us. Um mm. Much similar to the toys that made us that was previously released on Netflix that's I think in like season three right now, yep, uh but one of the movies that they did for the uh show was Home Alone, and the director of that was Chris Columbus, who went on to do uh, a bunch of movies, including the first two Harry Potter movies and stuff like that uh but what uh, an interesting tidbit I found out, Chris Columbus was actually originally signed on to direct Christmas vacation, but he got on set and surprise, surprise found Chevy chase really hard to get along with and didn't think imagine that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that I've never heard of him being a jerk or anything. Uh, so anyway, uh, so he left that movie. And then, uh, as I mentioned, talked to John Hughes of the, like, Brat Pack fame and all that, and John signed him up to direct this other small-budget Christmas film called Home Alone, so kind of interesting that he's tangentially related to two of the biggest christmas
1: movies of like the late 80s and early 90s that is just crazy i mean but it's kind of a small world when it comes to that stuff um and john hughes kind of knows everybody it's pretty crazy
0: well that and he's like one of those extremely loyal uh people like you know kind of like a kevin smith he likes to use the same people when
1: he can in his movies I really thought you said Kevin Spacey for a second. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're not talking about Kevin Spacey. (laughs) So the toys that made us, um, very weirdly enough, um, I was just watching that the other day, and they just covered the Power Rangers, and it's so unfortunate that that came out after we recorded and released our two episodes with Dan um, about the Power Rangers. Luckily, we got most of the information right, though, so that's good. All right. Now,
2: in terms of, I didn't even have to do research.
1: Yeah, Paul knew <laughs> <doing> it <laughs> like the back of his hand. Um, so, as far as National Lampoon movies go, is Christmas Vacation you all's favorite of those movies?
0: Probably. I would, I would, yeah, I would put it up there. Uh, the only, uh, I'd say the other one that I absolutely love is Vegas Vacation. Mm. I would probably put that just under Christmas Vacation. Uh, gotcha. European Vacation would certainly be at the very bottom of that list yes. that was kind of a stinker uh, <laughs> and, well, the
1: first vacation movie is really great too I really love that oh, movie yes yeah so. the
0: ant up on the top top of the Station wagons.
1: Yep, yep. Going to Wally <laughs> yep. World, yep.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Sorry, folks. Park slows. Moose outside should have told you.
3: <laughs>
2: for me, Christmas Vacation is notable for a lot of different reasons, but one thing that will always stick in my head is that is the very first movie that my son sat and watched from beginning to end and actually, like, paid attention to it. Wow. I always knew you had a smart kid. <laughs> he was... I don't know. He was two and a half almost three and it came on tv and uh it wasn't a rocking horse it was like a standalone horse like it just stood on its four legs and he put his horse in front of the tv and he sat on it and watched the entire movie from beginning to end that's awesome so i think it's safe to say we know who paul's vote for that
0: one is or for this one is uh brian you you uh
1: yeah, for I, I would have to go with uh, Christmas Vacation as well. As much as I enjoyed Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, it just doesn't have the lack of a better term, kind of the staying power that Christmas Vacation. Yeah, does. the
0: timelessness. Yeah, C- Christmas Vacation is one a timeless movie because it, it is you know the, about that you know they take a they take a uh, comedic route through it, but it is still at its heart you know about that traditional Christmas and you know family and and. You know the the spirit of Christmas and stuff like that just takes a very different route through that than usual uh but it is a it is a very timeless christmas movie so good well uh as all three of us hoped, Christmas vacation wins now uh Christmas vacation will move on to the elited elite
1: eight there you go, there you go, yeah. Wonderful. So now we're going to move on to the I'm dreaming of a whack Christmas region. <laughs> <laughs> a wiggity whack Christmas. Oh, the, the only type that there is, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off with Bad Santa versus Scrooged. So Bad Santa uh, was a 2003 movie. Uh, it stars Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac, and Lauren Graham, among others. Um, and it's basically about a, a miserable con man and his partner, posing as Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve. (laughs) However, they run into problems when the con man befriends a troubled kid. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, And then we have Scrooge, which is also a 7 on IMDb. So both are 7s. But in my opinion, it's a superior movie. Um, This was released in 1988. (laughs) Probably superior because it stars Bill Murray. Uh, and as well as Karen Allen and John Forsyth. And it's basically about this just pain-in-the-ass, cynical television executive, and he's haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. So much like the Dickens story, um, you know, with a similar-named character. So guys, thoughts about Bad Santa or Scrooged?
2: I have never watched Bad Santa.
1: (laughs) Really? I feel like that's got you written all over it.
2: You're not wrong. I just never got around to it. Well, I I do have to say,
0: Scrooged is probably the overall better film, but I'm going to have to pick Bad Santa completely for the reason that it has the best character name out of any movie I think I've ever seen. Uh, the little kid, the, the troubled little kid, his name is Thurman Merman, and I think that's amazing, <laughs> and so I place my vote
1: for Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm gonna have to go with Scrooged. Uh, I feel bad. Santa is one of those early 2000s movies that was really funny in the early 2000s. That a lot of that humor doesn't translate anymore.
0: Yeah, it. I've I've watched it a couple times uh, since then, and yeah, it it's certainly, it certainly there's parts of it that are funny, but uh, certainly there are parts that have not aged very well yeah
1: yeah just a very different style of humor from what most movies have nowadays, although I'm sure a lot of those aren't going to age well either but um, right <laughs> yeah, so it was a very close match according to i m d b and actually according to our polls as well too um but Scrooge ended up pulling ahead by just a handful of votes, so Scrooge will be moving on to the elated elite eight. Um, he
0: got it, folks. That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> I like really had to sit there and think about it. <laughs> she sells seashells by the seashore. All right. Um, the next matchup is Muppet Christmas Carol versus How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, so Muppet Christmas Carol is one of my personal favorites. It scored a 7.7 on IMDb. Um, and essentially has all the Muppet Christmas or excuse me, all the Muppet characters playing out a Christmas carol by Charles Dickens. Michael Kane Michael Caine uh, plays Scrooge. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, David Gules and Steve Whitmere. And it was directed by Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson. So um, Ooh, I really think I, I this, realized this. Yeah,
2: I believe this was his first big screen directing debut.
1: I think so, too. And it's. It's a great movie. It's, it's shot very, very well. Very funny. Um, typical Muppets mayhem. And then How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, this is my second favorite version of the Grinch. A very distant second from the, is it Boris Karloff that narrates the, uh, the yes. old 60s version? Um, yep.
2: This movie came out in 2000. Wait, no, wasn't it Vincent Price? Oh, I goodness. don't think so. I'm Hold pretty on. sure it was Hold Karloff. On. Hold on. Continue, I will Google
1: yes please do um so this came out in 2000 it scored a 6.1 on imdb uh and it starred jim carrey um, of mask dumb and dumber and ace ventura fame as well as taylor Momsen. and the story is a very familiar dr Seuss story about this grouchy green guy that lives up in a mountain outside of whoville and uh you know every who down in Whoville liked Christmas Damn it, a lot. It was
2: Boris Karloff. <laughs> I told you,
1: but the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not. Um. So, um. And it was directed by some guy I've never heard of named Ron Howard. So,
0: oh yeah, I don't think he's had much of a career.
1: Yeah. No.
2: Not after Star Wars.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, oh, any any
1: thoughts about the Grinch or Kermit and friends?
0: I, I just have to say, I, I know a lot of people don't like it as much as the original, but uh, I love this version of how the Grinch stole Christmas, and I think this is, like, the classic Jim Carrey. Like, it's him at his finest. It's like, you, you know, Sam... Yeah. To, to me, it's like, it, it should get lumped in with, like, The Mask and Ace Ventura and stuff like that, as far as his physical humor in it and especially so considering you know he's behind all that makeup. So to make something where he's you know, pretty disguised, but it's unmistakably Jim Carrey. Yeah. I thought was a pretty impressive feat.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. Um, you know, and it's a good movie, and then there's the what was the, the the song from this? Because in the 60s one, it's that Habu Dore, or however it goes. Um, oh, yeah. But the one from this movie is something about, like, Where Are You Christmas? Is that the name of it? Yeah, I think so. So, a sweet little song. Um,
0: yeah. Sung by Taylor Momsen, who would eventually become the lead singer of uh, the rock band The Pretty Reckless.
1: Hey, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then the Muppet Christmas Carol. I love Michael Caine. I love the Muppets. Um, I think it's a really just fantastic movie. Um, I, I I can't speak highly enough about it. Where my wife and I are actually watching The Dark Crystal on Netflix right now, which is another uh, Henson oh, produced yeah. series, and it's incredible. Would highly highly recommend that as well. So
2: I have a tough time with this one because on one hand you have like Adam said, Jim Carrey at his finest. Or at least at the, you know, at the pinnacle of his game. Um, but the, I got to give it to The Muppet Christmas Carol because that was the first Muppet movie of our generation. Yeah,
3: that's like, true. We had
2: seen We had seen Muppet movies before that, and The Muppets had made a TV resurgence with the cartoon show and reruns of The Muppet Show. And then The Muppet Babies, uh, too, yep. And, yep. yep. <clears throat> but this was... This was the the first real original Muppet movie with you know high production value, all star cast, excellent you know, excellent score, um, great witty humor. That like if you go back and watch it now, there were so many jokes that I didn't pick up on as a kid that I laugh even harder at now. <laughs> and. Especially the there's a great joke about inflation at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Gonzo and Rizzo are selling apples, and Gonzo starts eating them. Rizzo goes, You can't sell those. And he goes, Well, I'm making them rare so we can charge more. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, so like I said, this one was another real close one in terms of how the polls worked out. Um, but Muppet Christmas Carol did pull ahead so unfortunately Adam um, Muppet Christmas Carol will win this round and move on to the elated elite
3: eight.
1: demand <laughs> a recount Yeah that's right, the hanging chads we'll figure this yep. out um, Yeah, so, so yeah we got, the, we got the Muppets, we got Scrooged we got Christmas Vacation and we got Die Hard all moving on to the next round that's, And That's a pretty good list so far I think so, so for the moment uh, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
0: the action all right before the break we heard i'll be home for christmas got blown away by die hard miracle on 34th street got closed down and boarded up by christmas vacation bad santa was sent coal from scrooge and the grinch's can of (laughs) who hash was lifted by muppets christmas carol
2: (laughs) Now let's see which holiday specials are best in the No Place Like Home for the holidays and Chess Club Roasting on an Open Fire Regions. You guys ready? Let's do it. All right. Kicking it off in the No Place Like Home for the holidays. Nightmare Before Christmas versus my personal favorite, Ernest Saves Christmas. All right. All right. Get excited. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. Nightmare Before Christmas (laughs) uh, starring... uh, Danny Elfman, uh, Chris Sarandon, Catherine O'Hara Features Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town Discovers Christmas Town But his attempts to bring Christmas back home cause confusion Gee, I wonder why (laughs) They just want to be scary, Uh, man This was a classic from 1993 Uh, Definitely still holds weight Uh, Classic, classic soundtrack Oh,
1: brilliant Um, soundtrack
2: Beautiful animation.
1: Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, but it doesn't a hold kind.
2: a candle to my personal fave. <laughs> uh Jim Varney's Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> um, th- yes indeed. Like all Ernest movies, very simple plot. Uh Ernest is forced to help Santa Claus as he searches for his successor. Uh stars uh Jim Varney, Douglas Sale, and Oliver Clark. Uh tons of lowbrow humor um that's that's very
1: generous for you to say it (laughs) no no brow humor
3: (laughs) no brow
2: yeah i mean it's it's a jim varney movie you're going uh to laugh uh it's going to be over the top the uh the characters are going to be larger than life yet people that we all know in real life Uh you know what i mean yep and uh yeah it's just it's fun for the whole family and uh like most Ernest movies, I can watch it over and over again. Yeah.
1: yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I remember my, the uh, the Ernest Halloween movie where he was trying to figure Scared fear, Stupid. That's the one. That's the one. Yep, he's I trying was to, just yes. gonna say
0: that one was one of my favorite Halloween movies. And he's trying to kill over. the
1: demons or whatever and he's... The
0: trolls. The trolls. Yeah.
1: And he thinks the the, the thing is Mayak that's gonna kill them because the, it got like <laughs> smeared or whatever so he couldn't read that it was milk. <laughs> 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 What the, what the hell is Mayak? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fragile. Must be Italian. That's right. <laughs> That's another movie. So, what are your guys' feelings on this? Uh, so,
0: I have very vague recollections of this. And I know a lot of my friends are going to be mad at me. But I've only seen Nightmare Before Christmas once. Uh, when it originally came out in the theaters. And I remember really enjoying it. It's just one of those movies that's managed to elude me since then. Huh. Um, it, but I did see that it is streaming on Disney+, so I plan on watching it at some point, maybe this weekend, uh, hopefully. Um, and Ernest Saves Christmas, again, it was one of those I definitely remember seeing, but it's been a really long time since I've seen it. And as much as I do like Ernest... I think I would have to give the this one to Nightmare Before Christmas just because it's very unique. It, you know, it's a,
2: kind of a different
1: take
0: on a Christmas film. It's very Tim
2: Burton unique. I didn't see that. Uh, one right, coming. right. Well, it is very,
1: uh, very uniquely Tim Burton. Like it's very, yes. very much his <laughs> style. Like the dark blues and purples and. Kind of the twisted corkscrew hills. That was one of my favorite things. I remember that from the from the trailer is Jack singing in the moonlight on this really weird twisted mountain. Like it's almost like a like a bed stocking cap or something like that. And as yeah, he's walking, looks like
2: Beetlejuice.
1: Yes, exactly. And as he's walking up the mountain, the thing straightens out and then lowers to bring him back down to the earth. Um, just thought that was really cool. I had some friends a few years ago that dressed up um as Jack Skellington and Sally for Halloween. And oh, I'm nice. trying to remember what the little dog's name is because they dressed up their dog as as the little guy. I can't think of what his name is now. <laughs> He's got like a little Rudolph nose. I can't think of what his name is yeah. now. Um the ghost dog. Yeah. Anyway, I mean I'm I'm kind of with you on this one, Adam, and I'm kind of with Zero. I, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So IMDb gave Nightmare Before Christmas an eight, where it gave Ernest Saves Christmas a 5.6. So I think, I mean, that's kind of where I fall on it, too. Is like, Generous. Is, I, I enjoyed the Ernest movies growing up, just like I enjoyed, you know, Mr. Bill growing up. <laughs> but Nightmare Before Christmas, like even though that came out when we were like, you know, 7 8 years old. It's still one that I watch fairly regularly. It's just really entertaining, really well done. Um and the claymation, like it's it's legitimate claymation. Most movies that are like that nowadays are all CGI to make it look like clay. So I think it's kind of a <clears throat> one of the last of its kind. There's certainly been others since then, but um I'd say yeah, I would say it was definitely in the
0: era of claymation kind of dying out. I would definitely agree this was probably one of the last like big studio movies that used claymation as a primary source of animation style.
1: Now there was a claymation movie with chickens in it. And I'm trying to remember what that was called. Chicken run. Chicken Chicken run. run, Yep. Yep, Chicken run. And then not that long ago, there was a claymation movie called doggy poo. And it's (laughs) literally about a dog turd that gets left on the side of a road and um it's a heartfelt journey about the turd finding its place in the world. It's really messed up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but wasn't there a movie called Island of Dogs that was done in claymation?
1: Maybe. That one doesn't ring I, any I bells. I'm but
0: lo- I'm looking at it right now, and I think it's claymation. It's kind of hard to tell, but it's... uh it was a Wes Anderson film that came out in 2018. Hmm. And it was about the the Island of Dogs, which is a famous island uh, in, like, the Japan area, I believe?
2: Could be. Well, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what the internet has to say.
1: all right you all
2: suck because nightmare wins by an extreme margin (laughs) oh paul i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i think this is a sham i think that the reason the movie is so popular is because it's a christmas movie that's acceptable to watch before thanksgiving i think that's the only reason y'all are behind this one that's and (laughs) the amazing soundtrack and the claimant and moving on
1: yeah yeah (laughs) sorry paul
2: It's all good. Home Alone versus The Santa Claus. Home Alone, the 1990 classic, features an eight-year-old troublemaker who must protect his home from the wet bandits when he is (sighs) accidentally left home by his family during Christmas vacation. Stars a very young Macaulay Culgan, a middle-aged Joe Pesci, and a never-aging Daniel Stern.
0: <laughs> it's so true. It's so true.
2: I've I been told went...
1: that I look like Daniel Stern.
0: <laughs> I can see <laughs> that a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I, uh, When I was watching that uh, documentary the on uh, Home Alone on Netflix, I was taken aback by how Daniel Stern basically looks exactly the same, except his face is a little rounder at this point. He I mean he doesn't look like he's aged a bit it looks like he's eaten a few pies though but Right right
2: <laughs> as we all have Yes my, yes, uh, my
1: favorite true. Daniel Stern role though is him voicing Dilbert that's my favorite
2: Really <laughs> Yep yeah,
1: he was the voice of Dilbert and the pointy-haired boss was Larry Miller so
0: I knew Larry
1: Miller was
0: I did not realize Daniel Stern voiced Dilbert that's crazy Yep well,
2: the second movie, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen, Judge Reinhold, and Wendy Crewson. Uh, when a man inadvertently makes Santa fall off his roof on Christmas Eve, he finds himself magically recruited to take his place. That's right. Tim Allen killed Santa Claus. <laughs> that's the part of the movie that everyone forgets.
1: <laughs> oh, so true. So true. So... I always liked the the Santa Claus, and I think I particularly liked it because he was essentially playing Tim Taylor. Yes,
2: yes. Because,
1: I mean, the whole premise of the show was like, you know, he burned the turkey, so they had to, like, go out and get Christmas dinner at Denny's or whatever. He pushes santa off the roof on accident and you know he's He's just push him off he scares him off yeah well you know (laughs) he's just he yells
0: at him and he loses his footing and falls he
1: never pushes him he pushes him with his sonic pushing (laughs) (laughs) but it's uh i don't know i i always really liked that movie um the little kid's a little bit whiny for my taste but and I, I like the, uh, we, we mentioned this movie before when we talked about uh, Mystery Date. So oh, yeah. that was my introduction to both Mystery Date and the weenie whistle, the Oscar the Mayer weenie Oscar whistle. Oscar Mayer mobile weenie whistle. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So Christmas Day came, no weenie whistle. Yep. <laughs> he had the worst sweaters too. The stepdad, just the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh. Neil. Neil, that's right. His name is Neil. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was at a comic con in Chicago and I met judge Reinhold because he didn't have a line. And the sad part was, is I was waiting in line to meet Sid Hagg. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I was waiting in front of judge Reinhold. And I looked over and I went, Holy crap. You're judge Reinhold. Oh. <laughs> He's he, he, he shook my hand and then he wanted way too much money to take a picture. And I had to awkwardly walk away, but I could only get like a foot in front of him because of the line. Oh, God. <laughs> Paul, does
0: the, Paul does the Homer Simpson. Like, just disappears into the bushes. Walk. Just kind of. Uh, uh, I I do have to say, I, every time I hear the name Judge Reinhold, now all I can think of is Arrested Development when he plays a Judge Judy like uh, <laughs> judge on t- TV uh, called Judge Reinhold, and uh, it keeps having to give the, the little uh, at like asterisk thing saying that he's not a real judge, and then he had a he had a band. <laughs> On there, led by William Hung from American Idol, and his band was called The Hung Jury. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's great. (laughs) Well, as far as these movies, both of these are absolute classics from this time period. I absolutely love them both, but really I think I have to give it to Home Alone here. Uh, As much as I love the Santa Claus Home Alone it was like an instant classic. If you watch that the movies that made us, it talks about how much money it made and how much it blew up. Like this is a movie that was not expected to do anything so much so that I uh can't remember I uh who originally was supposed to produce the movie but, uh Warner Brothers maybe or something like that, but they were going to do the movie And uh, it came down to like a budget discrepancy of like a couple thousand dollars. And they thought it was going to do so poorly. They just decided to shut it down. Well, thankfully, one of the other guys working on the film had a friend that worked at another one of the distribution companies and had heard about it. And I think it was Fox maybe or something like that. And they ultimately said, you know, we've heard that the uh, the other company is going to pull the plug on it. As soon as they do that, call us, you know, ne- don't stop doing anything. Like, don't stop production at all. Just keep going, and you'll get your money. And they paid for the movie to be made, and it ended up, you know, exploding into an absolute phenomenon. Sure, uh, sure. And, and spent, like... I, th- I think it spent like almost twenty weeks at number one, uh, like going up against Rocky and stuff like that. Is it's crazy how big of a movie this ended up becoming?
1: Wow, yeah, and there's some really iconic scenes from the movie. I mean, the Talk oh, Boy absolutely. became like a huge phenomenon after this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the old movie that he's watching, "A Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal," you know, and uh, yep. and scaring them, uh, the nail in the foot um is oh, oh just uh the, the the really uh the old guy the what, he's the shoveler what's his name uh, um
0: old man
1: oh man i can't oh, I just watched is.
0: this the other day too and I, i'm i blanking on old man i'll th- keep going i'll think of it in a second <laughs> yeah. here
1: and i i love the the church scene where he goes there and they're singing like the carol of the bells and stuff like that it's really cool mm-hmm. um
2: john candy and the poker players yeah. Yeah, I actually something interesting about that. Uh he did not
0: have a script for any of his lines. He he completely ad-libbed every line he had in this movie. Wow. And that was uh, uh John Hughes like giving him uh the reins to do that. He never came up with any lines for him to do.
1: That's amazing. Hmm. Yeah. It really was. Yeah oh and the, I can't believe we forgot like the the most iconic scene from the whole movie is when he's shaving and uses the the aftershave <laughs> and screams uh yeah. that's 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 classic the tarantula scene's classic i mean there there's so many that are that are great uh old man marley was his name by the way marley old man marley old man marley yep
0: uh Yeah, actually, uh, so funny story. I, I've probably, I might have mentioned this on the show before, but my dad was a teacher for 40 years. And, uh, every year after this movie came out on VHS, this would be his go into Christmas vacation movie. Like, you know, the day before Christmas break when, you know, there's hardly anyone around because people are starting to go, like, you know, having to travel for their family Christmas and stuff like that. Uh, he would show this movie and it was my job uh, like when I was maybe in 4th, 5th grade or something like that, I had to sit down and count how many times uh, Pesci and Daniel Stern were injured at the end of the movie in in that 20-25 to (laughs) minutes at the end and that was the assignment that my dad would give that day because at the time in most schools nowadays still it's true, that you're not really supposed to give any work or assign anything. And, you know, unless it has a grade attached to it. So that was his way around it was you sit there and you count how many times they get injured. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that is great. Right.
0: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure all three of us would have watched that in his class. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was still showing that when we were his class.
2: It sounds familiar. It's true. Yeah, it I do remember familiar. sitting through it. <laughs> That's a 10 year move right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I agree with both of you. I have to give it up favorably to Home Alone. And the internet says <clears throat> not even close Home Alone, 95%. Yeah. Walk up uh-huh. home run. I was scared at the beginning, though, because the Santa Claus did initially pull ahead in the polls. And I think it was just I posted it too early and people hadn't quite woken up yet. (laughs) (laughs) But they came around. That's good.
0: I mean, as great as both of those movies are, Home Alone definitely deserves the victory on that one.
1: Yeah, for my personal bracket, I did pick the Santa Claus. But if we were playing, like, Family Feud rules, where which one do you think is going to win... Home Alone is just infinitely superior. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I guess let's move on to our final region the chess club roasting on an open fire. Yeah. All right. So, here we have two movies uh, Trading
0: Places versus Elf in the first match, and then Jingle All the Way versus A Christmas Story. So, the first matchup, as I mentioned, Trading Places. Uh, was released in 1983 it received a seven and a half and i'm really surprised by that i've I've always loved this movie but i did not think it was that highly rated um but it was a seven and a half out of ten on imdb and this one is uh, a snobbish investor and a wily street con artist find their positions reversed as part of a bet by two callous millionaires uh this stars eddie murphy as the uh, titular uh, Wiley street con artist, uh, Dan Aykroyd as the snobbish investor, uh, Ralph Bellamy, and then also Jamie Lee Curtis as the prostitute that they uh, befriend in the movie. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, very, very great movie and interesting story and uh, good Eddie Murphy vehicle for sure. Uh, And then in 2003, Elf was released. This received a 6.9, surprisingly, uh, out of 10. I I thought that would be much higher as well. Um, But this one is after discovering he is a human, a man raised as an elf at the North Pole decides to travel to New York City to locate his real father. Uh, This one was directed by John Favreau, Of uh, swingers fame, as well as being happy in all of the Iron Man movies and the Spider Man movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It stars Will Ferrell, James Caan, Bob Newhart, and uh, as well as uh, the girl who Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Thank you. I was like Katy Perry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, one yes, of the other exactly. 40 girls that look just like her um
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes i uh, uh, i was really I... surprised that his father was actually still alive after that um toll booth incident <laughs> <laughs> uh got to
0: love it got to love it uh, yeah so uh your your thoughts guys on these two films
2: i hate elf yeah really? it's, it's
1: not one of my favorites
2: yeah i I absolutely can't stand it. And I, I'm saddened to say that because I love everyone in the cast. I love a lot of the characters, but there's just something about that movie. And maybe it's just how popular it was and how many times I was forced to watch it, but it just does not do it for me. Mm. And anytime you have someone, like, ironically playing the man child that's not Jim Varney
3: yeah um
2: and for some reason it just bothers me and i really tried to like this movie but i just don't
1: yeah that's fair the whole scene with the uh with the investor that's played by what's his face from uh oh uh peter dinklage from game of thrones yeah peter dinklage and and that's so uncomfortable yeah (laughs) yeah that is savagely uncomfortable um yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I hate the movie Elf, but it's definitely one of my lesser favorite Will Ferrell movies. Like, I would definitely put, you know, Anchorman, Night at the Roxbury, even Tropic, or what do you call it? The, what's the movie he was in? The basketball team. I can't think of what it's called now.
0: Oh, uh, Tropic. Uh, it's not Tropic, Tropic, Thunder. Thund-
1: no. No, Tropic no, Thunder. No. No, Tropic Thunder is the Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Ben Stiller and them. I can't think of what it's called now. Um, yeah, that was Tropic Thunder. Uh, the other one was Semi Pro. Semi-pro. Semi-pro. Yeah, or he the, the Flint
0: Tropics. That's what yeah. I was
1: thinking of. Yeah. Um, you know, I like those movies better. Um, Talladega Nights. Yeah, Elf is just... I don't know. There's some cute moments in it, but a lot of it, like Paul said, it's just, it's just kind of the same shtick over and over again, where he's just like a big dummy in the big city. Um, yeah. Trading Places, I always really liked that movie. I, that's one of eddie murphy's like best roles in my opinion with the exception oh, of nutty professor where he plays like 14 people um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or coming to america yes
1: coming to yeah. america is great beverly hills cop is probably my all-time favorite role that he's done but i would say trading places is definitely up there and dan Aykroyd is just great in it um, I, I feel like the character he plays in this movie is a, almost exactly the one he plays in tommy boy I can't yeah. think what his name is now. The the tire king or whatever. Um, uh,
0: Callahan? No, was
1: it? no yeah, Callahan was is right. Callahan is Tommy's name. I can't think uh, of what. That's right. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Uh, I, don't know. I keep bringing up these references without having researched them. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah, I would I would have to agree with you guys. I I I actually I probably the only one out of this group apparently who actually really does like Elf. Uh, I I really enjoyed the movie when it came out. Uh, I remember seeing it in the theater. Always really enjoyed it. Uh, But to me, it's, you know, a a typical, you know, Christmas film or whatever. Uh, Trading Places, I actually kind of forgot that it was even considered a Christmas movie. Uh, But absolutely brilliant. It's peak Eddie Murphy. Like, it's right at the height of him, you know, with... uh, like you guys said, coming to America and the, all those movies, um, and, and to me, this is probably one of my favorite roles of his because he plays this kind of con man guy who, at the beginning, is uh, brought in. Like the whole, the whole purpose of this uh, film, if you've never seen it, kind of the whole storyline behind it is that Eddie Murphy is this you know poor street artist, a con artist. And Aykroyd is this uh, rich investor who's never really known struggle, and so these two millionaires decide to kind of play a little bit of uh, trick on him, where they bring in Eddie Murphy to kind of take over as the snobbish investor, and Aykroyd they fire so that he you know ends up uh, you know down on his luck and stuff like that. Uh, so it's these two guys basically playing with two other people's lives. On completely on a bet, they they just want to do it to see if they can you know ruin one guy's life and help another guy, um, and so it ends up with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd uh, teaming up to get back at these uh, millionaires by uh, by uh, tanking their uh, orange juice futures uh, <laughs> that they were gonna. Have. <laughs> I always loved that orange juice futures. Um, <laughs> But it's a great it's a great film, and I really do think this is besides maybe coming to America. I think this is really Eddie Murphy at his best, like where he plays yeah. this kind of sharp, smart guy, but he can kind of play these dual roles of someone from the streets, but also then he kind of adapts into this, you know, uh, snobbish, yeah, posh. Uh, <laughs> yes, posh, upper class guy, and stuff like that. It, you really get to see him kind of play these different roles within it. It's absolutely fantastic.
2: It's the whole like n- uh, nurture versus nature. The yeah. the idea behind the bet is they believe the surroundings make the man, so they provide, you know, a lonely street beggar. The same amenities as the wall street broker mm-hmm. and it's i thought that was kind of a cool idea but in the same boat they're they ruined two men's lives over a one dollar bet
3: yep right yeah Which
2: i forgot that's is, what it was
0: it was yeah. a
1: single one dollar bill yep sing single crisp
2: one dollar bill
1: yep wow yep. Um, i know you're all the- dying to know this information but dan akward plays zelinski in uh <laughs> oh Point. that's yeah. right and he gets that's yeah. right
2: Oh, these are road flares. <laughs> right, yep.
3: <laughs>
1: and he uh, he gets the girl because uh, crash test bag was dropped on Rob Lowe's crotch. So. <laughs>
0: yep. Here, here's a bottle of bubbly uh, for me. Drink the bubbly. Ice your marbles, kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Quick thing about Tommy Boy that I have to say is Rob Lowe is known for never aging, but I feel like he looks older in Tommy Boy when he's supposed to be playing his young... The the younger character than in any movie I've ever seen, (laughs) including like
1: The West Wing and like uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, Yeah. how did you get younger?
2: (laughs) He's cast as the youngest character in the movie, but looks older (laughs) than his stepmother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, real real quick. uh,
0: Aside, I was listening to a radio show the other day, and they had an audio clip where Rob Lowe was being interviewed and he said that Michael Jackson... Uh, when he was getting chin plastic surgery, picked Rob Lowe's chin as the example for what he wanted his to look like. So uh, good luck on seeing that. Every time you see a picture of Michael Jackson circa like the mid-90s, you will see a little bit of Rob Lowe's chin there.
1: (laughs) That's, I would have never thought that. That's really weird.
0: (laughs) I know, that is really weird. Can you imagine being Rob Lowe and looking at your own chin on somebody else?
1: Yeah, that that would be great. So,
0: (laughs) uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Amazingly, despite the uh, views of two thirds of our hosts here, Elf was victorious over Trading Places, which was a bit of an upset considering it was a six point nine compared to a seven point five. So that will be moving on to the elite, elated elite eight.
1: Dang it, ah,
3: Brian! <laughs> you
0: you passed on your inability to say that to me. Yep. Yep. So our final matchup in the uh, this region is Jingle All the Way versus A Christmas Story. Uh, Jingle All the Way in nineteen ninety six was released least it received a 5.6 out of 10 on imdb uh the plot is a father vows to get his son a turbo man action figure for christmas how excuse me however Every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everyone else, including a crazed mailman, played by Sinbad, uh, to find <laughs> one. Uh So, as I mentioned, this stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as the father, Sinbad as the mailman, and Phil Hartman as the kind of creepy neighbor who's hitting on Schwarzenegger's wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that one uh, was again was released in '96. In '83, uh, so seven whole years before that, uh, a Christmas story was released. This one is in the 1940s. A young boy named Ralphie attempts to convince his parents, his teacher, and Santa that he should get a Red Ryder BB gun because it, it really is the perfect Christmas gift. This stars Peter Billingsley, who shows up in another Christmas movie on this list anybody
1: oh i don't know
0: we literally just talked about it scrooge no elf elf, elf. oh yep. Yeah. yep. he plays one of the elves uh in the north pole there uh so peter billingsley uh melinda Dillon, and darren mcgavin uh so what are your guys' thoughts on this final matchup
1: so I would like to take a couple minutes to talk about Jingle All the Way, because I'm yes. going to spend like 47 hours talking about a Christmas story. Um, yes. Jingle All the Way, I think, is a really funny movie. It came out right about the time that Tickle Me Elmo was the big, huge craze. And very similarly,
3: mm-hmm. yes.
1: um, people were running into that same problem where they would go to every toy store and all of them would be sold out. Um, and You know,
0: it's funny, though, you know, you bring that up uh, about the Tickle Me Elmo uh, while that was true, do you know what uh, toy craze this was actually based on? Cabbage Patch Kids? It was the Cabbage Patch Dolls. That makes yep. sense.
1: That makes sense. Um, yeah, and I mean, that would have probably been easily 10 years before this movie came out. But yeah, I, yes. I would. Have, I know that was absolutely nuts. My, uh, my cousin would have been about 8 or 9 years old at the time, and she was very much into Cabbage Patch Dolls back then. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... That's the same cousin that uh, told my aunt and uncle in a very surprised voice, did you know that Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings? Um, <laughs> had no idea.
0: <laughs> Wait, you're, you're telling me that Paul McCartney had a career before he did that song with Kanye?
1: Yes, yeah, believe it oh. or not. And Ozzy wow. Osborne had a career before Post Malone. Who knew? Huh. Um, <laughs> Crazy. But... You know, Arnold's like this major, super busy businessman. Um, you know, kind of reminds me of the character that Jim Carrey plays in Liar, Liar. You know, just too busy to, like, really, truly be a family man. Um, and the one thing he's going to do is get his kid this toy he really wants. And he goes through all sorts of lengths, including being Turbo Man in the like the town's parade um, mm-hmm. j- just to get a shot at getting one of these damn toys. So... Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of all my thoughts on Jingle All the Way. Well, it's, it's it's very this funny. W- but. This
0: was right at uh, the height of Sinbad's popularity, and I, I'm really yeah. disappointed that he didn't have more of a career than what, as far as like movies and stuff like that, than what he had. Because yeah. he was really funny in the movies he was in. I think he just really had some unfortunate, uh, you know, parts that he ended up getting. Not that they were bad parts. It's just they were movies that weren't super. Popular or anything i I would really say jingle all the way it was probably the most famous movie he was in, um, then he was in like disney's first kid and stuff yep. like that, but so he he wasn't unfortunately in a lot of movies that would have made him a bankable star, but he really did do a great job in the movies that he was in, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that
1: completely agree he's a Michigan native,
0: yes, he is in fact uh he grew up in the same area as uh, My mom and my dad actually knew him really well when he was in high school. That's crazy. Yeah. He played on a basketball team that my dad coached in a, like, it was called the Can-Am tournament. It was basically like Northern United States uh, high school players playing Canadian uh, high school basketball players in this big tournament. Uh, uh-huh. And my dad coached him in that. That's awesome. Yeah. And then since they were in the same area, they kept in contact for a while. Uh, Sinbad was actually my dad's, uh, uh, connection to get in on the basketball courts in the area that he lived in so that, uh, my, uh, dad's players could get some experience, like playing kind of more like physical basketball. You know, it was that street, street ball yeah. kind of mentality and stuff like that. Uh so yeah so he actually uh, knew him pr- pretty decently in fact I I met Sinbad once kind of on chance when I was a little kid uh we were uh, again my mom grew up in the same city as he did the same town in Michigan and um uh, we were at a hotel in the neighboring city and Sinbad happened to be coming off the elevator as uh we were Going to get on. So, um, unfortunately, I, I didn't get to, a chance to talk to him a whole lot because uh, he was catching up with my dad, but I did get to meet him very briefly. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I- interesting little side tidbit to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so b- between these two movies, don't get me wrong, I love A Christmas Story and I do think it's a great movie, but. TBS showing it for all 24 hours uh, every year on Christmas has soiled it for me over the years, and it's mm. it's not like Elf or because I don't hate the movie, but I'm just I don't care if I ever see it again because yeah. I think I can close my eyes and watch. it. You're, you're yep.
0: overexposed to it. That's fair. Yeah.
2: Whereas Jingle All the Way, I only watch it once a decade, maybe. Yeah. And I laugh every time as much as I did the first time. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I I definitely
0: agree with that. Uh, but uh, you know, A Christmas Story to me is just such a, a timeless movie, and uh, it, it kind of perfectly captures that. I guess that just childish wonderment of Christmas uh, that you tend to lose, unfortunately, as an adult. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, and it's it, from a
1: very different era too. Like, I mean, it was it was came out in the eighties, but it's based on like post-World War II America. It was a very different time. The house is still in Cleveland if you ever want to go tour it. Um, it's, you know, and they have a lot of the props and things that are there that were used in the movie, but... Paul, uh, when we go to the
0: uh, Natural History Museum or whatever to see Balto, we need to stop and see
1: <laughs> the Christmas Story house. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Featuring um, Leg Lamp. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's... uh, This movie is like in my mind even more than christmas vacation like a gag a minute literally every every second of footage in this movie is another like timeless gag you know whether Mm -hmm. it's um you know the tongue getting stuck to a flagpole whether it's um fudge Oh fudge! But he didn't say fudge. Um, whether it's him going to the mall, because the big issue is his parents don't want to buy him this BB gun because they're afraid he'll shoot his eye out. And so he asks Santa uh, at the mall, and he blanks when he gets to <laughs> Santa. Um, you know, they've been waiting in line for like an hour, and his brother screams and cries, and he just sits there. He's like, uh, uh, uh. say, like, how about? a nice football. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as he like, for whatever reason, he's not like on a level ground. He's like up on this giant Christmas mountain with a slide that sends the kids back down into the department store. And
2: throne. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And as he's like going down the slide, he's like, wait, no, no, no. I I want a red rider BB gun. Blah, 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 blah. And lists off all the, the specs. He's like, You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs>
3: oh no! <laughs>
1: ho, ho, ho! And then kicks him in the face with his big Santa boot. Um, and then
0: and then you got like classics like the soap poisoning dream, yep. and and don't uh, forget to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep the yeah, the uh, the costume the pajamas of the the big pink yeah the
0: pink pajamas nightmare.
1: the pink nightmare and yeah. I love that his little brother gets a zeppelin for
2: Christmas <laughs> it's a zeppelin oh boy that one's mine oh boy that I can't one's mine put my arms
1: down yep oh that's a great scene um, the other one I love with the little brother is he's under the sink. Um, yeah. 'Cause I think that was right after Ralphie got the in Scott the The Scott Farkas affair. Yeah, yep, the Scott Farkas affair, and he beats the crap out of the kid and his dad's gonna come home and just like ream him a new one. And so his little brother's hiding underneath the uh the sink <laughs> and uh the mom opens the sink like Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie. No he's not Yes he is <laughs> <laughs> Then if I remember correctly, like, do you want something she... to eat? No, yeah, she... <laughs> how about how about some milk? Yeah. okay okay <laughs> he just he sits out. under the
0: sink drinking his milk oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i i have to agree with you there it, it's you go through every scene and there's something iconic like the fred g lay the leg lamp uh yep. the i can't put my arms down the scud farkas affair i mean yep. it, it really is a movie that is just packed with iconic scenes in it
2: my favorite scene in the whole movie is leading up to the, well, it is the fudge incident, but it's a line that's almost never quoted. And it's, they get the flat tire and he's narrating his dad getting out to change the flat tire. And he's like, my dad's spares were round, hard, and once made of rubber. And I don't know why, but that is always stuck in my head whenever I change a spare tire. I always push on it and go, yep, this one's still rubber.
1: Yep, yep, (laughs) Or when his dad goes, and I don't remember if he fixes the furnace or changes a, like a fuse or something like that. And he's like swearing and stuff all through the vent. And I'm trying yeah. to remember what the, what the specific line is, but something about a cloud of profanity floating over Lake Michigan to this day, or something <laughs> like that.
0: Well, the the poetic line that he leads up to describe that where he's like my dad worked with profanity the way uh sculptors work with clay yeah he (laughs) wove a tapestry
1: of profanity yeah Yeah. um i love the the was the boppuses hounds or the boppuses hounds or whatever yeah
0: the uh the bumpuses or boppuses or something like that
1: So the very first time they come into the house and they're like all over the place, there's like 12 of these damn dogs and they finally kick them out. And then later in the movie, like his dad's favorite thing about Christmas is the Christmas turkey. And it like just looks beautiful sitting there on the table. And then the hounds come in and eat the whole turkey. And of course, what are they going to do? they go out for chinese food and that is a super iconic scene oh, yeah. a, li- a little racist in 2019 um, but it's still a really really great scene <laughs> yeah. especially with with the with the duck like he's, he's smiling at me <laughs> and he just chops the head off right there and then there's the you know the culturally inappropriate christmas carols um <laughs> but yes <laughs> yes it's, it's just such a fantastic movie. It's, it's definitely one of my all time favorites. Even like a non Christmas movie, I would still put it like in my top 10 or 20 favorite oh, yeah. movies of all time. So, well, and
0: there's so many lines from this that I find myself like quoting throughout the year, just like randomly. Oh, uh, sure. The, like the one that I don't know why, but it's become like a, a thing between me and my mom is, uh, like if if like we're watching something and uh, they say I like you know whatever we'll just always go like I like you know insert whatever like the little kid that uh, is standing next to Ralphie when he's waiting oh, for the mall yeah. Santa he's like I like Wizard of Oz <laughs> <laughs> with the creepy like snow
1: goggles <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah he looks like the uh, girl from Up like when they're kids and she's got the like uh aviator cap on with the big uh you know you know biplane goggles
1: yep it's it's like a like a uh, rocketeer cosplay
0: (laughs) yes yeah he he almost looks like the goggles almost look like uh he was doing steampunk uh steampunk cosplay before steampunk was a thing (laughs) (laughs) all right so any last thoughts about christmas story or jingle all the way what does the internet have to say? The internet has decided. They say Christmas Story wins. So All Brian's right. overall go, Brian. winner makes it on to the next round. Woo! So Brian and myself both have a movie still alive, while Paul has been shamefully dis- uh, discharged Discharge. from, the, <laughs> from the tournament.
2: Well, that's what you get from the internet, you classless oafs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Damn.
0: You wouldn't know
2: real comedy...
0: <laughs> <laughs> easy paul we want these people to come back and listen to us <laughs>
1: <laughs> well there you have it folks come join us on december 22nd when Die Hard takes on christmas vacation scrooge goes up against the muppet christmas carol nightmare before christmas feuds with home alone an elf and a christmas story roast some chestnuts over an open fire or in this case Maybe it's a chess club they'll be roasting. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks again for joining us on Dating Ourselves.
0: And as always, if you like what you heard, there's more to come. You can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcast.aol.com.
1: We've got We've got mail.
2: In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Please be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback shit. Yeah.
1: We post additional content on Facebook at facebook.com dating ourselves podcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at dating ourselves podcast, and we do the Twitter thing too at dated podcast.
2: And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dated. Mas tequila, point <laughs> <one>. <laughs> oh,
3: yes.
2: Feliz <laughs> Navidad.
3: Bye bye. Bye.